Welcome to the ministry of Reverend David Edigenfi. Reverend David is the founder and president of Kingdom Mystery Center Worldwide. He is an end-time apostle mandated to raise mature sons of God who will explicitly manifest their identity in Christ. Reverend David has a dynamic music ministry and is the author of Dangers of Wrong Marriage. His strong passion for soul winning has spread Jesus for all missions and evangelistic crusade ministry. Now listen to Reverend David Edigenfi. We give you praise and glory, Lord. We exalt your name, O Lord. Oh, Jesus. Yehovah Beshev. Yehovah Beshev. Jesus, 
Take our seats. Wow. How many of you believe he's here right now? Uh, we know him. He said he would never leave you nor forsake you. He would never leave you nor forsake you. you let me tell you something. I, I didn't read it in my Bible that he will quench the fire. He said he will be in the fire with you. <laughs> He never said he would dry up the, the, the waters. He said he will be in the water. He said when you go through the water, when you go through the fire, he said you will be there. Look at somebody and say, sweetheart, you are not alone in this. Hallelujah. He's there. He's there with you. He's there with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, the verse number 22. Verse number 20. Let's start from 22. Yes. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And the long-suffering, kindness, goodness, fruitfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Against such, there is no law. We have been, I mean, discussing about the fruits of the spirit and beloved i believe that it's a very important topic and you'll be very surprised that somebody has been born again for a very long time he had heard all the messages had not never had any teaching on the fruit of the spirit but we want to take our time and pick it one after the other the significance of every single virtue the bible talks about in the scriptures so that we will not be ignorant but the Bible makes us understand that we perish not by the attacks of witches and wizards, but we perish because of ignorance. For lack of knowledge, is that my people, God's own people, perish. So it means that the, the God's people can perish because we lack knowledge. Not because there's a, the presence of a witch, a demon, or whatever in your house. So if it is so, then it doesn't, it's not too important. Or it's not the most important thing to have an all-night prayer against a witch and a wizard. But I think it would be perfect to have an all-night study. <laughs> what do you think? To have an all-night study to battle out ignorance, to overcome ignorance. For when you are not ignorant of the device of the enemy, he will not take advantage of you. So what helps you to be on the advantage is to be knowledgeable in the things of God. Hallelujah. So, last week, we looked at a subject, we've already looked at a subject on love. We've already looked at a subject on peace. And tonight, I want to start from joy. I want to start from joy. Hallelujah. Wow, I'm excited. I want to start from joy. Glory. Glory. 
When you read the Bible, the Bible talks about the fact that it said that Romans 14, the verse number 17. Look at what the Bible says. <laughs> Romans 14, the verse number 17. He said, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and what? And joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. What it means is that there are people who may abound in materialistic things, flashiness, and they will call it ministry, they are working for God, they are doing the work of God. What the Lord is telling us is that the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. But he said, if you really want to find the, the cardinal point of the kingdom of God, he said the number one cardinal point, there are three major things that you must find around you or you must, you must find yourself within. And then you can say, that you are in this kingdom. It is not by confession. It is not you declaring, oh, I'm a child of God. I'm born by God. Listen to me. The Bible spoke about two things in the book of John chapter 3. The verse number 5 and the verse number 3. John chapter 3, the verse number 5. He said that Jesus answered, most assuredly, I said unto you, unless one is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. But the verse number three says, except a man be born again, he cannot see. So there are two things. There are those who see the kingdom. Like God told Moses, your eyes shall see, but your foot will never step there. So one can see, but not have inheritance of it. What do I mean? Let's look at Galatians chapter 5. The verse number um, 18. If I'm right. The verse number 20. 20. 20. Let's go there. He says that. Let's go to 21. Yeah. He said that envy, murder, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit so there is an inheritance of the kingdom. And the Bible is saying that except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then he said, except he be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter. Amen. So Moses saw, but couldn't enter. Moses saw but couldn't enter. So, I want you to come to a certain point where you begin to ask yourself, am I within or without? But pastor, what are you talking about? Now, I want to serve you with the story of the prodigal son. As long as he remained a son, he was still a son. No matter whatever you do, the DNA of that boy was his father's DNA. He was still a son within or without. Jesus said, it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom, but not unto them who are without. So there are those who are without. 
Who are they without you are talking about? The disciples came to Jesus and asked Jesus to interpret a parable to them. And he asked them, don't you also understand? What was he talking about? There was a congregation that sat at his feet and he taught them. He taught them. And after the service, the disciples came and asked of him. They came to spend more time. They entered into fellowship with him. They, they, they paid more price. And then he told them, have they done this? He said, it is actually appointed for you to do what? To have the understanding of the mysteries of the kingdom. But not unto them who are without. Wow. So some people had the mystery, but never had understanding. Others had it and had understanding. Others had it. That is why we can't be equal in ministry. Because he that tarries long by the wine, his eyes shall grow red. It's not everybody that can have a red eye, but he that tarries long. We can't be equal. It can't be possible. What is the price you pay? What is the price you pay? What is the sacrifice you are ready to let go? Whilst others slept, others were sitting at his feet. Now, walk through the, the scriptures and you realize that anybody that spent extra time with Jesus had a certain dimension of revelation be made available unto him. Go and ask Mary. He will tell you. Go and ask Nicodemus. He will tell you. Go and ask the disciples. They will tell you. Go and ask John. Ask Peter. And ask, uh, what's the name? The other guy. The, 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 the three of them. James. These were the ones who had the revelation of the transfiguration. Because they were with him. So one day he advised them. He said, couldn't you tarry for just an hour with me? Couldn't you tarry? Beloved, let me tell you something. To be born again or to be a Christian is not for you to just arrive in a church. No, no, no. It goes beyond that. It goes beyond. When we come here, me, I become very excited on Tuesdays. Why? Because I have the opportunity to educate kingdom people. You must become a better Christian. And it's not in our Father, which is in heaven. No, I, 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 I cross my and Father in oh Lord. It's not in more Mary or whoever. Amen. Amen. Now listen to me. When the angel came to Mary, listen to me. I'm not trying to do this. Whatever, whatever it is, it, whatever it to mean, I'm speaking the truth. When the angel came to Mary, he told Mary, he said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Almighty shall overshadow you. Even the Holy Spirit, he doesn't, give, he doesn't seek attention for himself. He seeks attention unto the Son. And the Son seeks attention unto the Father. Why have some people, why are some people seeking attention unto the woman Mary? The one that came upon Mary, for conception. He doesn't seek attention to himself. <laughs> Amen. Listen to me. We will always be at the disadvantage if we are not exposed to knowledge. But it's my joy that tonight the Lord has selected you for you to have encounter with revelation. Hallelujah. 
So last week we understood that. I, I just want to punch in from last week. We understood that from uh, Philippians chapter 4, okay, the verse number 7, the Bible spoke about the fact that the, 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 and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your mind and heart through Christ Jesus. And I explained to you that we have the peace with God and we have the peace of God. Every Christian is at peace with God. Every Christian is at peace what? With God. Now, the understanding of you being at peace with God places you at the position for you to possess peace of God. The reason why we have Christians who are still drinking oil, who are still jumping about, who are still misbehaving is because they have not yet come to the revelation of the peace of God. I mean the peace with God. They are afraid of certain things. They are scared of this. They are that. You see, when we talk about you being at peace with God, it means that God has no problem with you. God has no problem with you. When I was a kid, when my father was coming home, anytime my father is coming home, I'm always not settled, looking for what have I not put in him well. What is going? I mean, it, it, it's one of the horrible times and horrible moments for me. Uh, no matter what I do, he'll find something. So I try to be as perfect as possible. I I try to be at peace with my father by effort. But you see, from the beginning of creation, man had always tried to be at peace from the Garden of Eden, and because. They didn't know that they, they, man didn't understand the love of God. Listen to me very careful. Because man didn't understand the love of God, man started running from God. So when God stepped into the garden, Adam and Eve were nowhere to be found. They were running away. And what was the cause? Sin. Sin. What sin does is that it places you at the place of condemnation. So scripture says that now therefore there is no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. There is no, because the Bible says there is no more any handwriting against you. So there is no reason why you can be accused. God is not dealing with us. Can I tell you something? Are you ready to hear this one? That's a very powerful one. God is not dealing with us according to our past. Man of God, not even our future. And I'm telling you, God is not dealing with you according to what you are doing. He's dealing with you according to what Jesus has done. He's dealing with you according to what Jesus has done. The price he has paid. Some of this revelation helps you to be at peace and to possess the peace of God. Many of us don't have peace and therefore anxiety Depression. Depression. We are always going through a lot of challenges. We are not settled in mind, nor in heart. We are not able to take decisions. Why? We are always afraid. What if? What if? What if? What if? What if is if? Please, it can be Adam. (laughs) You are always thinking it is if. (laughs) Glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you see, before the verse number 7 of Philippians chapter, f- chapter 4, the scripture says something in the verse number 4. Look at the verse number 4, what he said. The verse number 4 said, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, 
rejoice. It means it's a command. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, do what? Rejoice. Wow. And the verse number seven is that, and the peace of God. And the peace of God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Whether the understanding is by scientific, I mean, methodology or whatever. And the peace of God, which surpasses economic interpretation. And the peace of God. Oh, listen to me. God will prosper you when all men are going down. You see, he loves to do it that way so that you can give him praise and you know that it is him that did it. I'm telling you, when all men think that it cannot be well, that is when he will show to the world that he is God. He, you see, I love that song that says that you are he, he, the, uh, uh, the God of all impossibility. He's the God of all, all what? Impossibility. I was at the choir rehearsal where Lena said a particular song and they said, there's a part that, that talks about the fact that you are a God of all what? Impossibility. The, he's a, 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 a impossibility strategist. What is that? Impossibility specialist. Bravo. <laughs> we, were, we were at the workshop today and with my uncle and his bike had just gotten some fault. We were just putting it together. And they couldn't ignite the this thing. And they went to call another guy from another workshop. And when he came, he just went under and did something. And then, broom, 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 broom. Don't know my uncle said, Charlie, oh, you're too much. Oh, you're a specialist. <laughs> so, God is an impossibility. Sweetheart, listen to me. Settle your heart. I say settle. All that he wants from you is for you to trust him. I say all that he wants from you is for you to what? Trust him. The Bible says that lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, do what? Acknowledge him. You just call, you, how do I acknowledge God? When I lift my hands and begin to say, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. Your boy is sick. There is death oh, awaiting you. Your rent is not paid, but yet you are saying it. Oh, and for thy, thy pleasure, pleasure. They are and well created. It doesn't look too good. But you see, one way to acknowledge him is to praise him. Another way to acknowledge him is to worship him. Another way to acknowledge him is to pray. When you pray, you are telling him that nobody can help me. It is only heavens. And David said, I lift my eye to the hills. From where cometh my help? It means that what David is trying to say is that I have tried all the powers that be. The significant powers that be. But where cometh my help? He said, but my help comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My help comes from the Lord. Glory, 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 glory. I'm getting blessed here. I'm getting blessed here. The Lord will settle you. I said the Lord will settle you. In the name of Jesus Christ. So Paul, praying for the Colossian church, 
Colossians chapter 1, the verse number 10 and 11. Look at what he said. He said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. No, let's start from the verse number 10. Okay, let's start from... The verse number 9, I like, I like how he starts it. The verse number 9, he said, For this reason we also, since the day we had it, do not cease to pray for you. Now, let's come to the verse number, number, number 8. <laughs> okay, let's, let's start from, the Bible is ours, isn't it? Okay. Let's start from verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. Let's enjoy the whole scripture. <laughs> Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ. Now listen, look at the description. To the saints and faithful brothers in Christ who are in Colus, grace to you and peace. You see how Paul blesses the children? You see how you are supposed to, you see, you should meet your brother and say, brother, peace. Peace. Can you imagine an angel visited Mary and said, peace be unto you. Why can't we speak heavenly language? Peace be. You meet your brother. You are blessed. Oh, brother, I'm at peace. You too, peace be unto you. Peace. He said, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in colors, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The verse of says that we give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Praying always, intercession. We pray for you. We pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for the saints. It's not powerful to have faith in Christ and to have love for the saints. You have love and you have faith. And then he said, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it was, it, as it has also in all the world, and is bringing forth fruit, as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. As you also learned from Epaphras, Epaphras is their pastor, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ, on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the spirit. Abba. What a description. Oh, how, how I wish it shall be said about this ministry. KMC. It has been declared unto us your love in the spirit. Your faithfulness. Peace be unto you. He said, for this reason, having known that you love God, you love the things of God, you are faithful, you are spiritual. He said, when we got to know this, since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You see, when you get born again, that is not all. There is much dimensions for you to walk in. When you are able to love somebody, that is not all. 
There is a higher dimension. You must have the knowledge of his will. You must, you must, you must also have spiritual understanding. And this knowledge of his will must be in all wisdom. That means that when you come to the wisdom of academics, you must know the knowledge of his will. When it comes to your marriage, you must know the knowledge of his will. When it comes to your ministry, you must know the knowledge of his will. So that in your operations, you walk in his will. And this was the prayer topic, an intercessional prayer from their spiritual father and other brethren. Timothy was one of them. That you may walk worthy of the law. He said, fully. Somebody say fully. Fully pleasing him. Not partially. Not partially. You are excellent in execution of your ministerial works. You are excellent in your marriage, but you are failing in your children and bring. You are excellent in your Bible study, but you are failing in your prayer. You, are, you must please him fully. Because you have the knowledge of his will in all wisdom. In all wisdom. Fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Then he said, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power. For all patience, long-suffering with what? With joy. With joy. This is how powerful the prayer of Paul. Paul prayed until he prayed for joy. For the church is joy that important beloved let me tell you something for the scripture to say in the book of romans that the kingdom of god is not meat but it is peace righteousness and joy this should be the cardinal point that should help you to know whether you are within or without so having the peace of god there must be the note of joy i said there must be what the note of joy when we talk about joy, <laughs> glory, joy is a quality of gladness, delight, and jubilance. Joy is a quality of what? Gladness, delight, and jubilance. The spiritual fruit of joy and the emotion of happiness are not the same. There's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness actually emanates from happenings. So somebody will tell you, I'm not happy. I'm not happy today. If you're not happy, it means something has either happened or has not happened. When something doesn't happen, it's a happen. Do you understand or you don't understand? When something does not happen, is what? It's a happen. And something may not happen and that can still your happiness. He promised to marry me. And when we are about to marry, no, he said, You won't marry me. Hey, he won't marry you. <laughs> it's happening. Whilst you are praying, you are crying that somebody wanted to marry you. And he said, He will marry you. You are crying. Another person too is crying that somebody has married her. I didn't like her, but my father said to marry him. That one too is a what? A happening. So happiness cause happiness. <laughs> happiness. 
I baby about Amen. Some people will embrace it. It's happening. Glory. So your happiness comes from the world around you. And you have control over them. You have control over your happiness. You can avoid whatever does not make you happy. You can create whatever makes you happy. But when you come to joy, joy originates with the Spirit of God and it's not dependent upon outward circumstance. Joy has nothing to do with what is happening around you. Joy has nothing to do with the world around you. Whether Obama is the president, Mahama is the president, or Ismaila is the president, or I mean, I need more of the mama. It's because like the mama, if it's not Mahama, it has nothing to do. Joy has nothing to do with the things that are happening around you. I'm, I'm telling you, beloved. I'm telling you, it has. It originates from the Holy Spirit. It originates. That is why I'm telling that when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit, it is a complex, a complicated inward, a complicated, sophisticated inward working of the Holy Spirit, which works in us both to will and to do according to the good pleasure of the Lord. So we may not see the working, but we see improvement. We may not see when photosynthesis took place but we can see the flower burden we may not see when the root went down and picked the water but as long as we abide in the vine as long as we remain the branch that abides in the vine we see the branch bearing fruits so we may not see with our eyes it is not visible because it is spiritual it is spiritual the Bible said that things, he said, no eyes have seen, neither has he entered into the heart of men, neither has any ear heard. The things that God has in store for them that love him. So it is not something that we see. So beloved, I came to tell you that what you are seeing is not what God has for you. That was what God had for you. But what God has for you, you have not seen it. Tell somebody, my present... Is the history of God. My future is his plan. Wow. So all around me may be negativity. All around me, somebody may be dying. Somebody may, something may not be going on well. Everybody may be marrying around me. I mean, I'm not married. Everybody may be prospering around me, but me, I'm not prospering. But when it comes to joy, those things do not determine whether you will be joyful or not be joyful. So all odds may be against you, but you can still celebrate. You can still celebrate. A thousand may fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand side. With your eye, you will see the reward of the wicked. You will see turbulence. You will see instability. But joy, joy, and the world cannot understand. They cannot understand. Ah, upon all that he's going through, upon all that she's going through, look at how happy he is. They will call it happiness because the world takes their joy 
from happiness. Do you understand? Brother, it's an inward working. It's within. It's within. People are expecting me to cry. But I lift my voice and say, God is able to do just what he said he will do. He's gonna fulfill every promise to me. So don't give up on God. Because he won't give up on you. He's able. Everybody's expecting me to go down. But you, you, you see me. I rejoice in you. I, I rejoice in you. you. I rejoice in you. I'm more than a conqueror. Oh, I, I rejoice, rejoice in you. Yeah, I rejoice in you. Hey, Kalama Shetele Baba. I rejoice in you. Oh, I'm more than a is expecting me to cry. Why? Because everything is against me. The Bible talks about Paul and Silas in the dark hour locked in prison. Hey! The darkness is enough. But yet they were locked. But the Bible said they began to pray and praise. They began to pray and praise. We know this kind God who I'll never see his kind, oh. I say this kind, God, oh. Blessed be your holy name. I say this kind, God, oh. I say I never see his kind, Ah, this kind, God, oh. Blessed be your holy name. There are three things that happen when a man breaks into the, the, the rivers of joy. When you break into the rivers of joy, there are three things that happen. You begin to give thanks. You begin to worship. You begin to praise. You begin to give thanks. Hey! He said, be anxious for nothing, but in all things with prayer and supplication, make your request known. And thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. Hey, if you are going to marry, look for a lady called Joy. 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 Uh, some ladies must begin to change their name to Joy. Hey, I could say Joy. I'm a Joy. A Joy. Because you want to get married. The men are about to choose, the men are about to choose some Joys. Wow. Wow. What a blessing. I'm excited. Lady Joy. And your husband tell you, you this joy. <laughs> you this joy. I don't understand you. You have this kind of joy. <laughs> this kind of joy is some questionable joy. Amen. Jesus Christ brought us joy. I say, who brought us joy? Jesus Christ brought us joy. He brought us joy. How do I know? Luke 2, 10, 11. Luke 2, 10, verse 11. Jesus brought us joy. 
Look what he said. He said, Then the angel said unto them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great. I bring you good tidings of great, which will be to you all people. The verse number 11 says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So the coming of Jesus brought us joy. Glory. So if I have the Lord, I have joy. It is God's desire that you should be joy. You see, whatever is God's desire is God's will for you. God is expecting you to be joyful. Hallelujah. John 15, 11. John 15, 11, it says, These things have I spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. Now, for Jesus to use the word your joy to be full, it means that your joy can be measured. It means that your joy, at a point, Jesus said that, that your joy may be complete. Let's look at John 17, 13. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. So God is expecting us to have what? Joy. Hey, beloved, let me tell you something. Joy is a note of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Write that one down. Joy is a note of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. The Bible says that when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they were all filled with joy. They were all filled with joy. Acts 13, 52. Acts 13, the verse number 52. He said that and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The other thing I want you to know is that joy is a note that you have hit the center of the perfect will of God. You make my life so beautiful. And as you are, you have made me here on earth. There's nothing greater than this. That's why I love him forevermore. You make my life so beautiful. You make my life so beautiful. And as you are. You have made me here on Lord, there's nothing. There's nothing greater than this. That's why I love you forevermore. Because of that, Lord. Come on, sing it. I want more of you.
make a decision. Anytime you are praying about something, Lord, should I do it or not do it? Father, what is your will? Hey, let me tell you something. God is concerned about everything about you. God is concerned about everything. He wants to discuss the most minutest things with you. And that's one thing Abraham didn't know. If Abraham had known that, he would have negotiated to one person in Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, he has taken time. The Bible didn't say, he knows the number of hairs on your head. He says that he knows the numbers of your hair. That means that every hair of yours has a number, a code. It took time to encode it. So when one falls, he knows that 001 has fallen. Hair number what? 001 has fallen. Pink code. Stronger than thin number. And this is a God we are talking about. A God that is so concerned. Now, you see, to code a thing means that you want to have the detail of every single thing about that unit. So that when I type 0001, anything about 001, I want to know everything. It's not like he knows that 2,000 hairs are on your head. Though. He knows the numbers. That's what the Bible says. He knows the numbers of them. Man of God. He knows the numbers of, of my hair and yours and everyone. This God must be a very out of the world smart God. Yeah. He's concerned. Bring everything to the discussion table with him. Bring everything. Everything. Talk about everything. Sometimes you'll be very surprised how the Holy Spirit will respond to things you think they are not significant. Look, there are times I tell the Holy Spirit, which dress do you want me to wear? Which color? Do you Ah. Chairman. Obe Abba. Obe dresser. Obe chow shada. Mr. Obe chow shada. And yet, what was the problem at the end of the but you see, you begin and, and you realize when you finish dressing, you begin to feel some confidence. You look at yourself and you know what happens to you? You love yourself. You love yourself. What is the meaning of that? The Bible says, when God finished, he saw that it was good. It was good. Like, wow, I like this. I like this. Joy. You'll be, you'll be rejoiced. You'll be happy. You will rejoice. Why? Because you have taken the right decision. But you realize that you take a decision and there's a trouble. You are trouble. The, the, decision, the decision is nice. Like one day, a son of mine came to me. He said he wants to travel out of the country. I said, Charlie, it's good. It was like that, you see? Because you're coming to build a temple on travel and then go and work and come. I said, it's good. But you see, as I was, as I was saying, it was good. I realized that it wasn't right. There's a difference between something being good and something being right. The Bible says that seek first the kingdom of God and his goodness. But what? So righteousness doesn't seem good. There are things which are good but not right. But what God wants for you is what is good. I mean, what is right. Everything that is right is good. But not all things that are good are right. So I said, at a point I said, Charlie, but I don't feel fine. I don't thing. Can, can, can we do something about it? Say, oh, daddy, you see? No, no, you had even take it, take it already. Uh, what a shock. 
like, well, um, so I started praying. Father, I declare covering and safety for my son. That's all I could pray. Lord, safety, Lord. Lord, safety, Lord. Lord, safety, Lord. Lord, hey. Now when he got there, kai, 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 kai. Now this one he wants to you, you, you. we had to find money from Ghana and send it to him to come. <laughs> there are certain decisions, man of God, they will look glamorous in the sight of people, but within we don't we don't lack we lack the joy. We lack the joy. We are not even proud of the thing. But sister, we are not even Joy. 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 Look, if you're a Christian and you make these three things your cardinal point, I'm telling you, you will sail on high. Listen. Righteousness, joy, peace. Abba. Sorry, I no panuan. Now we boom kabaya badaba. Shade nene mo shabradi. Oh, work your heart. You see, the Bible says that word. Praying in the Holy Ghost, you build your most what? Holy faith. You build your most holy faith. When you read the book of Mark chapter eleven, the Bible talks about the faith of God. We have in the faith of God. That means that God has a kind of faith that we must have. And when we pray in tongues, we build our most holy faith. What it means is that we bring ourselves and position ourselves in a place where saying yes to Lord, the Lord, is not difficult. We are able to align because the things that God has in stock for us, according to the book of Corinthians, they are spiritually discerned. And we need a sanctified faith to be able to choose the perfect will of God because there is a permissive will of God, there is a good will of God, and there is what? The perfect will of God. We have to choose the perfect will of God. We must choose. We must choose. Hallelujah. Yes. Who said? Then now you start pouring your your you start going to the negotiation table. Lord, you know. Um, Sometimes, let me show you something. Next, after this series, we're going to talk about prayer. We're going to do a whole series on prayer. And I'm going to show you something. Prayer is not necessarily saying and not letting God say someone. Like the way we are. Brother, so after all that you said, what did God say? You went in the communication. What did God say? Put everything on him. Sometimes speak and let him speak. When you are praying, listen to your spirit because your, God communicates with your spirit. When, when I go into prayer, I go with notebooks. And then, the kind of wisdom the Holy Spirit has downloaded onto me, you have no idea. This I know what the, the, the Holy Spirit has given to me. He doesn't wait for me to say it. Then he answers. When I think it, he answers. I was telling my wife, I said, ah, I was just thinking about something right now. And whilst we're doing the uh, recap, the answer just came. Just like that. And when you meet that which is from the Holy Spirit, then you begin to feel that joy. You begin to feel that joy. So joy is a note of the Holy Spirit with you. The Holy Spirit can never be with you 
and you will not be having the joy of, of the Lord. Now, look at Psalm 51, the verse, the verse number um, probably in 12. Let's see what's there. Well, let's start from verse 10 and we'll enjoy it. We'll enjoy it. Look at it. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. David is saying, actually, correct my spirit now. Then he said in the verse of my life, do not cast me away from where? And do not do what? Take away your Holy Spirit from me. Then the verse number 12, all of you read it. Ready? Go. The joy of your salvation. Restore unto me the joy. Why did David pray this prayer? Do not take away the Holy Spirit from me. Is God going to take the Holy Spirit from you? No. David prayed this prayer because David was not born again. And on at David, I mean, during David's day or the dispensation, the Holy Spirit used to come upon them. And when you miss it, the Holy Spirit goes away. Like it left Saul and located David. So David knew that the spirit that is upon him left somebody and came upon him. And if he commits a blunder, the same spirit can leave. So he said, please do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Don't take it. I beg you. Don't let it go. I beg you. The reason why I'm a king, I'm a, I'm, I've been enthroned, the reason why I've been respected, I've been recognized, is because this same spirit which is upon me, that which was upon Saul, that made Saul Saul, that made Saul a king, came upon me. Now I'm a king. Please don't take it away. Then he said, he prayed that prayer first. And let your spirit be with me. Then he said, I beg, when your spirit comes, restore the joy. Restore the joy. Because he knows that the joy is the load of his presence. <laughs> Psalm 16, the verse number 11. Psalm 16, the verse number 11. Let's see what's there. Let's see what's there. Quickly, Psalm 16, the verse number 11. 16, one sex, please. Thank you, Lord. Can, can, we, can, we, can, we, can we read it? You will show me the path of life. In your presence. In your presence. So joy is a note of the Lord's presence. Hey, if I wake up and I feel like there's no joy, what do I have to do? I have to go to the fuel. Go to the fuel station. Where is the fuel station? The lost presence. Go there. Go there. Go there. Here I am waiting. Abide in me, I pray. Oh, here I am longing for you. Ah. Hide me in your love, Lord, bring me to my knees. May I know Jesus, hallelujah. May I know Jesus more and more. Here I am waiting. You are in the lost presence, oh. Spending time. This is what look, we, when we go to the disco, when we go to the nightclub, man of God, we will find happiness, but we don't find joy. Here I am we used to go popping. We get happy. The man of God, we come home and we feel empty. Oh, 
Say, come leave in me. Come on. screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us for more information visit kmcworldwide.org thanks again for listening god bless you